John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Hey, you know what, John? Uh, that jingle does not mention anything about us liking movies, but we do like movies. We may have to add a That's line true. in there about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to go back and uh, redo that. Yeah. We'll we'll rewrite to... the song. Yes, exactly. And there there may be potential. I'll just rewrite the whole song. Let's just start from scratch. The reason I am alluding to movies is because this episode is focused on, on movies, specifically Latin American movies, but that's because we have... Uh, our guest is Ron Jimenez. Welcome, Ron. Hello, first of all. Hey, que tal, fellas? How you doing? Doing all right. Ron is Ron is the host of the podcast Real Latinos, and it is a podcast. Well, actually, I'm I'm not going to say much about it. I'm going to let you talk about it. And and uh, in fact, Ron, tell us about your podcast, Real Latinos. Uh, yeah, so it's called Real Latinos, uh, spelled R E E L, as in you know movies. Um, so it's uh, myself uh, and my two friends, Ismail and Guti. We are three Latinos and we like movies. Uh, and we kind of wanted to do a podcast spotlighting Latin American films and filmmakers because we kind of feel like they don't get talked about enough. So we kind of wanted to try and encourage people to to seek out some stuff that maybe they wouldn't otherwise. So. We put out episodes every Thursday and we try to bounce around between, you know, stuff, more popular stuff like like Coco or like La Bamba. Uh, we just did an episode on Stand and Deliver and then also maybe some uh, some deeper cuts from, you know, like the 50s and 60s from, the, you know, like South America and Central America that maybe people might not have heard about. Cool. I will say your your mission is already being accomplished because as a listener of this podcast, I've already uh, watched some movies that I probably wouldn't have, maybe wouldn't have watched otherwise. Um, the one that comes to mind is Argentina 1985, which is kind of a, yeah, a big cool. deal right now. You know, a lot of people talking about it. And I, I maybe would have pushed, I remember coming mm-hmm. across it on on my, is it on Prime? I can't even remember, but. Yeah, it's on Prime. I remember coming across it and thinking, oh, I might push play on this. And then when I saw you guys were doing an episode on it, I was like, I decided I'm going to watch I'm going to watch this. And um, I'm trying to think, uh, oh, and I haven't seen Stand and Deliver. And so I know I haven't listened to your episode on that yet because I want to watch the movie and then I want to listen. And that's got Edward James Olmos in it, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it, but I know about it. Yeah. yeah Edward James Olmos, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. It was big yeah. in the 80s, especially if you're um, uh, uh, educators. I'm actually kind of surprised mm-hmm. uh, if anybody like roughly our age has seen it because that kind of seemed to be like the go-to bring the TV with the VCR into the classroom and pop that in. <laughs> Like on substitute days, mm-hmm. yes, early nineteen eighties uh, East LA, um, a teacher and a student's movie. So, and, and you didn't cry during Argentina nineteen eighty five, Kevin, right? I <laughs> is that a, is that a don't cry for me Argentina joke, John? Is that what just happened? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry, but there was there are a lot of emotional scenes in that movie. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. That is, and you know what I'll say is I, and you know, I'm not making you go down this rabbit hole right now, Ron, but I really, A, would suggest listening to Real Latinos just because it's a, it, I, I really enjoy the three of you as hosts and the, your chemistry together that you're, this is sort of a side tangent that you're developing, but because you just met do, doing this podcast, but you guys sound like you've known each other <laughs> <Yeah>. for years, <laughs> which is awesome. But, uh, well, you know, Ron, you. Ron, Ron shared a really, uh, a really, I would say emotional, like really a, a connection to the movie that he had um, because that movie does go into a lot of the violence that happened within the country. And, and um, yeah. you know, again, I won't spoil what, 
the movie or what you talk about, Ron. But I, I love that, I love that you're able to go down these layers and and sort of um, talk about not just what it means to be a, a Latino or a Latinx person in in this world and what what these movies mean to you, but also have real life experiences to kind of tie them back home. So you guys are doing a great job, is what I'm saying. Oh, thank you. I, and I will admit I have not yet listened, but I will take Kevin's word for it. John, have you? John, did you listen to the first thirty seconds of an episode though? I did. I did. Yes, it was the episode. Uh, I forget the movie. You were nice enough, Ron, to include a promo. It was um, is it Marcu? What is it? Mar- uh, M- Macario. Macario. Yes, which sounds. Oh, spoiler alert! Not for the movie, but for that episode. If you go and listen to it, you will. It was the first thirty seconds is a promo for the Lack of Genius podcast that Ron was nice enough to play. You'll hear mine and John's voice talking about what we do on our podcast, and then the episode comes in. And, um, and that movie sounds mm-hmm. fascinating. It's a Dia de los Muertos movie, essentially, right? Like that's, it's, right. it's, yeah. it sounds amazing. I like, just go listen to the episode. It sounds like a great movie. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it's like a Christmas Carol, but uh, Dia de los Muertos. Exactly. Thank you. There you go. There's the, there's the, there's the pitch that I'm sure was, was given when it, when it was first created. But, um, what we have you on here today, Ron, that I think I already said, but you are quizzing us on Latin American movies. And we will get into the quiz, so you don't have to be specific, but what can we look forward to once we get into quiz time? Like, what is, what, what is your history with Latin American movies? What are you excited to share? I, you know, fill in the blanks. So my history with Latin American movies is, um, you know, I, I, I'm Mexican-American. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, so there's a very, very large Mexican-American population here. And uh, I grew up Watching stuff like La Bamba and Stand and Deliver because that's what my grandma had on all the time. But that was kind of it up until recently, really. And kind of my personal, each each of the hosts have our own personal reasons for wanting to do the show. But for me, it was more about connecting with a part of my culture that um, that maybe I wasn't aware of. And also, too, like we've, the three of us have kind of encountered like um, my two co-hosts, uh, myself and Ismail, we're both Mexican-American, but Guti, uh, our other coast, he's Guatemalan or not Guatemalan. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan American. Yeah, and yeah, and one of the things that comes up for him frequently is people. Whenever he says that, people ask him what part of Mexico that's in, <sighs> and it's a completely other country. And uh, there's kind of a, a a thing where to a lot of people, anything south of the United States border is all Mexico, and there's a whole lot of other stuff below that. Um, and with their own histories and cultures and things. And so that's kind of what we what we want to explore and what I want to explore for myself because I don't know because I have a lack of genius in a lot of that. <laughs> well, we, you know, I, I, I will speak for myself and I'm assuming John, but like I, I certainly have a lack of genius in that area. I... John John makes mm-hmm. jokes sometimes about me being able to play my Mexican card. This might be a good time to say that I am half Mexican. <laughs> and so just in case anything comes up in this episode, that is where that is coming from. But I certainly, A, I will fully admit that I am not as plugged into my Mexican heritage in general as much as I as I wish I were. And I can certainly make changes about that now. But uh, this for me is, is pas- I'm passionate about this because it's a, it's a chance for me to step into at least the culture of film within um, the Mexican community. But then beyond that, I really like what you said about how some people, a lot of people maybe just think anything south of us is in the US anyways, is all the same. And so I love the diversity and the chance to get to know kind of different nations and the culture of each one. So I'm excited to to learn. Did you have something, John? No, I, I was just going to ask Ron if they had talked about John Leguizamo's op-ed that he wrote mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Basically just blasting Hollywood about just hire Latinos. Don't just, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that we we get into quite a bit on on our show. Um, and it's funny you bring up him specifically because John Leguizamo, for me, from you know when I was a kid, I know him as Luigi from the Mario Brothers movie. Me too. That's the um, first thing he, I ever saw him in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but he's he's not Italian. He's Colombian. Um, and once one of the things I frequently talk about Encanto oh. because the the Disney movie from last mm-hmm. year because that cast is entirely Colombian. And that's a huge, huge thing. That's one of the, one of the things we talk about. We talk about um, diversity in, in casting and, um, and crew. And we also talk about, you know, like representation and appropriation and, and things like that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, even if you're not a Disney person or whatever, that's, you know, th- that's fine. But just the fact that they went out of their way to have right. um, an entirely Colombian cast in a film that takes place in Colombia and has a lot of, uh, you know, like Colombian culture represented in it is a big, big thing. Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. I'll do what I guess we refer to as a real-time tidy-up. It's it's more that I uh, neglected to introduce one aspect of Ron's connection to me, and that is that I guess I would technically refer to you as a cousin-in-law, though I think of you as a cousin. You are married to my yeah. to my cousin Elizabeth. Um, I actually, I, yep. I, I almost was going to say I forgot this. I actually married you, Ron. I I, I, I performed yeah. my cousin Elizabeth <laughs> and Ron's. Yeah, I married. I am. I married Ron. I did. Um, yeah, I performed your wedding. You back officiated in, the marriage. You didn't marry it. Ron. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's the, that's the key. That was ten years ago, wasn't? Twenty twelve, right? Did I remember that? Accurately? Ten years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Congratulations right. on. Uh, j- uh, oh yeah, I guess you would have just celebrated ten years. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, a couple months ago. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just wanted to just wanted to full disclosure mention that. But um, in terms of in terms of actual tidy ups, somewhat related to this episode, John and I wanted to promote something that yeah. we just launched uh, as a release of this episode. Uh, uh, maybe a week or so ago that we have started a, a log movie club, a lack of genius movie club. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to say something about it, John? Yeah. So um, we're doing this on YouTube only. So you're going to have to, you know, go over to YouTube and hit subscribe and like, and ring the bell or whatever it is that they all say over there to get notifications of it. But once a month we are releasing a movie club with video. So you can actually see what we look like besides just looking at pictures of us, um, which we know you do all the time. <laughs> Yeah, stop it. It's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. We've had enough. We'll, ha- we'll give you moving pictures, finally. There you um, go. No, we, we decided we wanted to bring on, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys get tired of just listening to the two of us and random other people. Sorry, Ron. Sorry, random other person. <laughs> and so we brought on Ben, uh, who's been on a couple times on the, this podcast, both about uh, retro video games as well as on Mario. And then we brought Alyssa on, uh, you know, she did one on opera and another one recently on asexuality. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's the four of us talking about a different movie each episode. So yeah. go check it out. First episode is up. We, uh, we did uh, star Trek wrath of Khan, which if you know anything about any of us, you can nice. probably figure out who picked that movie. <laughs> that was a, that was a John selection. And, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, I, Aren't you a Trekkie a bit too, Ron? Or am I making that up? Did I make that up? Uh, Not really. I I've seen all the movies. I enjoy okay. the movies. I my 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 connection to Star Trek is through your family, actually, yes. because I know your grandpa was a big Next Generation fan, and yep. so that's my my wife. That's 
what she has playing all day long while she's working usually. So No way. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen the last half of a lot of Star Trek Next Generation episodes. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, 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 dig, I dig the trick, yeah. Yeah, we definitely talk about that in the first episode, my connection with my grandpa. And and, and mm-hmm. you may not know this, Ron, but my dad, as a result, is very much into Star Trek uh, through my grandpa and my Uncle Steve, your father-in-law, I, in fact, the last time I really talked in depth with him, he was saying that he was watching a lot. He was, he was finally figuring out how to use Netflix and those. And he's like, oh, I can watch a lot of Star Trek on these things. This is great. And and so, uh, yeah, I know he's been digging it. Go, go set up Paramount Plus for him, Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we have a Paramount Plus account. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share the password. <laughs> yes, if it hasn't already been. Get, get him all the new stuff. Uh, he will, he'll be on board with that. So... Uh, yeah, so please feel free to check out our YouTube page and, and follow along with the Log Movie Club. Um, and and just as a general reminder that I decided to throw in this tidy up is, you know, we are so appreciative of this of this lack of genius community. Um, you know, we've we're excited that we branched out and found former guests to be part of this umbrella that that we're doing. And we know that we've um, we've obviously uh, reduced the amount of episodes that we do. We were doing this weekly, and now we're doing it monthly. And try, I think even this episode, what we're going to try to do is do it. Uh, this is going to be a every two weeks kind of thing but we can't we realize there's a little bit of uh, fluctuation in that and my whole point is that if you're hearing this right now you are part of this club we really appreciate that you have have stuck with us through kind of the uh, ups and downs and the the inconsistencies and the and we would love your support um this is not a plug for patreon though feel free to go check out patreon and give us money that's always welcome but um if you get a chance to like uh, whatever pl- platform you're listening on, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. These things are, go a long way for us. And we don't, John and I were joking, like, mm-hmm. we don't really say that on our podcast very much. We're not the type that always reminds you to like, subscribe, rate. So we're just going to throw it in this tidy up section as a very just sort of um, humble request that if, if this is a podcast that you enjoy or even if you hate it, you know, don't be afraid to go out, give us a rating. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Feel free to leave us a comment because we really want to get uh, more and more ears and eyes on us just because, quite frankly, I'm really proud of this. And I think John is too. And we want to we want to be able to reach more people. So yeah, and don't and don't forget lackofgenius.com slash store. <laughs> yes, yes, you can spend money there as well. You can you can buy buy yourself a shirt. That's a good way to promote us. Look, we're gonna we're gonna keep going regardless of if nobody listens to us or if millions of people listen to us. So nothing's going to change. But um, mm-hmm. we grow with with the support of you listening right now. So um, anything you feel like doing to show your support, we certainly appreciate. <laughs> It's time to take a quiz or two Like a genius podcast doing this for you You may fail, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one because I failed enough It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie Baby, it's quiz time Ron Jimenez is here to give us a quiz on Latin American history, or as I uh, I don't know him as this, but as his niece knows him, Schmonald is here to uh, <laughs> to give us a quiz on Latin American history. And uh, as I usually like to do at this point, I'm just going to hand the reins over to you, Ron, and uh, you could start asking us our questions, and we'll see we'll see how much genius we lack on this topic. All right. Is there a handicap for Kevin since he's your cousin-in-law? <laughs> no, none, none whatsoever. So, like I said, I've listened to your guys' movie episodes, so you know I, I think you guys are on a pretty even playing field here. Oh, great, excellent. All right, 
Should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Okay. So first, are either of you familiar with the term Three Amigos of Cinema? No. I I know the Three Amigos. Yeah, but no, not that term. (laughs) Okay, so uh, the Three Amigos of Cinema is the name that's uh, given to three prominent directors, Alfonso Cuaron, Guillermo del Toro, and Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. Have you heard of any of them? Yes. I've heard of the middle one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The first two. Yeah, you've you've definitely heard of movies that they they've directed. Yeah. So, um Caron just won a Oscar a few years ago, right? Well, so I bring them up because all three of them are Mexican directors and all three of them have they have five best director Oscars between them um cool. over the last decade. Wow. Yeah. So, Amazing. uh Caron won for Gravity and Roma, Del Toro won for The Shape of Water and Inyaritu won for The Revenant and Birdman. That's right. Um, oh yeah, Birdman. That's a fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah, but the three of them got their start in independent cinema. So they made the leap from um, from independent Mexican cinema in the '90s to you know like now big prestigious you know like award winning films nowadays. In between, they dabbled in in some big budget genre fiction. A couple of them have taken part in some movies that probably the two of you and a lot of your listeners have have seen. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the question is, which movie franchise has a member of the Three Amigos of Cinema not participated in? Wow. Uh, Marvel Comics. So I'm sure you guys are aware of the Marvel Marvel superhero movies. Yes. Uh, that A, Marvel Comics. B, Middle Earth. So the Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Okay. C, Star Wars. Or D, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Which one of those has not had any participation by any of these directors? And the, all four of those are huge franchises, right? Yeah. Um, John, do you know, I'm, I'm do you know re- this? I'm trying to remember if Hellboy is DC or Marvel. It, it, oh, it's neither. It's neither. What is it? It's neither. Uh, it, it's a Dark Horse comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Ron is a comic. comic <laughs> I, I'm a very he's, big comic guy. He's yeah. gonna know. He is gonna know. In fact, that we may have to have you on for that in a future <laughs> in a future episode. Um, yeah, because I, I know Del Toro did the Hellboy series, except for the newest yes, one. Correct. Yes. And, and there's a connection between those and um, The Shape of Water, uh, with mm-hmm. Doug Jones being in both of them, uh, which. He is a graduate of Ball State from Muncie, Indiana. So are you. He, oh, well, yeah. I didn't yep. know that. And he's in the uh, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I was just going to say that, yeah. yeah he's uh, Sarek, I believe, is his character's name on that? Saru. 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 Okay, yeah. He's also the zombie from Hocus Pocus. I'm. Th- you know what? John Knowledge Bomb. It's been a long time since we've dropped a John Knowledge Bomb in, and you just <laughs> dropped like seven different things that don't answer the question at all, but are very <laughs> impressive that you know all this. I'm, I'm thoroughly no, impressed. it's John. my thought process of trying to figure out which answer No, is. I know, and I didn't mean that disparagingly. I'm just very <laughs> impressed. And in fact, Ron is also the type of person that's got a lot of Knowledge Bombs, and we may need to make a special Ron Knowledge Bomb for, for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that was very impressive. So, but so you know, there's there's tangential connections with at least Del Toro to, to some right. of this. I want to say the Harry Potter movies, but I don't know for sure. Uh huh. Interesting. Mine is more. Mine is definitely as most things go with this podcast. I'm only going to be able to go off of just a general sense. I don't have any real like hard hard knowledge of like oh well, so and so was right. connected to, with this. You know the the newer Star Wars movies, and and they're, God, the Star this, there's so many Star Wars connections now with like the Mandalorian and Andor. I would not be surprised if one of them was 
engaged with that. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is what jumped out to me. It just seems like maybe yeah. the furthest removed from uh, from some of these other franchises where there are lo- those the other three are. A little I mean, after more all, current. they were started by Chris. The, the first ones were directed by Chris Columbus. I mean, that's right. I'm I'm going to choose D Harry the, the Harry Potter universe. Uh, what are you thinking, John? Same. All right, we're both choosing it. You both locked in. Locked in. Incorrect. The answer is C, Star Wars. C, Star Wars. Oh, John, man. You got us, Ron. Yeah, tell us more. So, Guillermo del Toro, you're right. Guillermo del Toro did helm the first two Hellboy films. Uh, Before he did that, though, he directed Blade 2, which is a Marvel Comics movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, Del Toro was also involved in the Middle Earth franchise because he was originally set to direct the Hobbit movies when it was only going to be two movies. Uh, he co-wrote them with Peter Jackson, Fran Walsh, and Philip Boyens. But it there was a lot of money issues with MGM and like issues with rights yeah. and stuff, and it just and he worked on it for like a yeah he worked yeah. on it for like a decade and just decided he needed to move on from the project, and so that's why Jackson ended up directing them himself. But um, they still Del Toro has a writing credit on all three of the Hobbit films, wow. uh, and then. Harry Potter, uh, Chris Columbus did direct the first two Harry Potter movies. The third movie was directed Cuaron. by Alfonso Cuaron. No yeah, he way. Actually, uh, in, yeah, yeah, in 2000, he directed a movie called Itumama Tambien, which is a very, yes. very spicy coming-of-age film. I have uh, seen this. But because of the way that he handled the relationships um, in that film, the producers thought that he would be a good fit for... Uh, the the kids in Harry Potter as they they grew older and and in my opinion it his the Prisoner of Azkaban the third film the one that he directed is is the best one of of the bunch so I knew that and completely forgot it remind me the the Oscar winning movies that Caron did recently he was nominated for original screenplay for Itamama Tambien back in two thousand but yeah he um he won best picture or best director um awards for Gravity and Roma in Gravity in the last like five years. Got it. Yes. When I think of Itu Mama Tambien, I don't remember a whole lot about it other than, yes, a lot of nudity. There was a lot of naked people in it, is what I recall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's, yeah. I remember it being a great film and I, maybe something to revisit. Yeah. I would, because we actually, I saw it when it first came out. And, you know, I, you know, I was, 19 i think at the time and so i thought it was a good film but i actually just watched it for the podcast a couple months ago for the first time since and Mm -hmm. i definitely got more out of it being the age that i am now with the life experience that i have now out of the film if yeah i don't want to give too much away the plot but there's two teenagers and then a woman in her late 20s that are the main characters and there's a lot that goes into where each of them are in their lives at the time Got it. And without getting too sidetracked uh, from from our quiz, like I think that's yeah. one of the great things about cinema that I'm learning, especially as you know we're all we're all approximately the same age in our late 30s, getting close to 40 for some of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not John. John. John's the baby here. Uh, but I, I'm 36. I, yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to make you not feel old, John. I'm doing you a favor. Um, <laughs> As as we get older, there are movies that we saw now, in some cases, 20 plus years ago, and so we can see it through totally different eyes now, and the same movie can have a totally mm-hmm. different impact on us, totally different experience. And that's that's one of the things when people talk about like not wanting to age, I'm enjoying that process. I'm enjoying that like, oh man, I'm seeing things through mm-hmm. a more mature, what like a not necessarily smarter or wiser necessarily, but just different a different lens. So I, I like that you brought that point up. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to echo that. Yeah, I mean, that was something that we kind of hit upon in our the movie club episode, too. You're right. Yep, same kind of thing. Yep. Um, 
youtube.com slash lack of genius. So we are over over one to start <laughs> and we can move on to uh, yeah. to number two if you're ready. Which is a true false question. So yes. you guys got, got a 50-50 shot here. All right. Uh, so Star Wars was not the right answer for the last one, but Speaking of Star Wars, the original Star Wars movie was filmed in a Latin American country. True or false? Interesting. So here's where the uh, the word pedanticness comes in. Is like so if if any part <laughs> of it was filmed in a Latin American country, that would make it true, correct? Correct. Yeah. So if any part of it was, because my you know when I think about like Tatooine, for example, I don't I do not remember the country, but I know that that was filmed abroad, and I I. In my memory, that is a Middle Eastern country that they filmed that in. But but now I'm, you know, in I might North just Africa. It's either Libya or Morocco. That's that's where my memory is going. Remember. That sounds very familiar. I love that Ron, by the way, is smiling and laughing because he knows this. He knows all. He knows all of this, and he probably wants yeah. us to go down this path. I would hope so. <laughs> um, so so you're talking just. Star Wars, a new episode four, a new hope, correct? 1977 John? Star Wars okay. episode four, a new hope. Yeah. So there's no indoor. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And, and Tatooine is prominently featured, but again, uh, I'm like thinking was any part of it filmed in, and look at that time, Star Wars was not the franchise that it is, was not the well-known film, did not have no, the, well, yeah. did not have the big budget. In fact, if, if my memory is, it was like not seen as even that it was going to be a success because sci-fi was not the, these sort of cheesy sci-fi. Yeah. Most people involved thought it was going to be a huge failure. Yeah. And so That's for that, sci-fi. I'm thinking, okay, if this is a, an American made movie, maybe they're like, where's an exotic location? Um, where, maybe we can go just South of the border somewhere. I'm going to choose true just because the odds of it seem like it's it could be yes that they, that some part of it was filmed in a Latin American country. So I'm going to choose true. What are you feeling, John? I, I'm saying false. Locked in. I think it's a red herring. I'm I'm saying true. John's saying false. We're All locked right. in. The answer is true. <gasps> That's me. I got the ding ding ding. Sorry, John. You got the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yes, uh, a, l- a large portion of the movie takes place on the planet of Tatooine, which is was filmed in the deserts of Tunisia, which is in um, northern Africa. Okay. And a, okay. most of the rest of the film was on sound stages in England. But before they attack the Death Star, they're at a rebel base on the planet of oh, Yavin. Oh, Yavin. Which yeah. was filmed in, uh, in Guatemala. Which uh, the uh, the ancient Mayan city of Tikal, the the ruins there, yep. that's where they went, and that's that's the rebel base in in Star Wars: A New Hope. So, which is the first of many Latin American connections to Star Wars? Yeah, because uh, so yeah, that was the first, and then now uh, you've got uh, Jimmy Smith, Pedro Pascal, uh, Benicio del Toro, uh, Oscar Isaac, and then most that's recently, me. most prominently, Diego Luna is starring in Andor. So. Uh, yeah, we've mm-hmm. got Latin American representation all over Star Wars. I, I can't think of her last name, Lupita. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, yeah she's she was born in Mexico. She's ethnically Kenyan, but she was born in Mexico. She went to college in Mexico. She considers, you know, she has Mexican citizenship. Um, she actually even it's not really a spoiler, but in um, in Wakanda Forever, she actually gets to speak Spanish. She speaks Spanish fluently. Um, yes. Yeah, so she's. Yeah, and she may pop up later in this in this quiz too. So. Oh, fantastic! Well, what I was gonna say, <laughs> do you want to know where I learned this fact that she that she identifies as Latin American is through Real Latinos podcast through uh, uh, who who did was it Gupti or was it uh, your uh, what's your other co-host name? Ismail. 
yeah, yeah. did did a history of of Latin American Oscar winners, and she was one of the she's one of the few to mm, win one. Yes, yeah, that was Guti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So, anyways, okay. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but all right, I got, I'm one for two. John's zero for two. So I'm 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 a happy boy. But we'll see. We got three more questions to to sort this out. Who the real winner is? All right. So, um, speaking of Latin American representation in movies, I'm going to name a handful of actors that are very famous for playing Latin American roles. Uh, so we've got Antonio Banderas, uh, famous for playing El Mariachi in, in Desperado in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. El Mariachi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Al Pacino from Scarface and Carlito's Way. Lou Diamond Phillips from Stand and Deliver and La Bamba and Young Guns. And Natalie Wood from West Side Story. So they've all played very prominent Latin American characters. How many of them are actually Latin American? A, zero, B, one, C, two, or D, three of them? (laughs) This is great. I think it's A. You think it's zero right off the bat. I love it. Because Banderas is Spanish. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Uh, Uh Pacino is Italian heritage, I believe. Yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips, I think, is actually Native American. Oh, my God. John. Uh, Natalie Wood is the only one I'm not sure, but I remember there being a lot of uproar about something with casting with West Side Story. And I want to say that's because they didn't cast Latin American. So I'm just going to go with A, zero. Well, it's funny because what you kind of just ran through it. The one for sure that I had in my head was Al Pacino. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's just straight up Italian. (laughs) Um, Natalie Wood, um, I I didn't know off of just hearing the name, but once you said West Side Story, I actually think again, Ron, that I learned from your podcast that there was that there was an uproar about Natalie Wood because she is not she played uh, Maria is that the character in West Side Story yeah. right yeah she, yeah that, a Puerto Rican character yeah but just recently in the in the most recent West Side Story I believe they did they did cast an actual Latin American woman to play and I mm-hmm. maybe she got nominated yes. or won but yeah John you you thinking through this first may have just helped me out because yeah I do think Antonio <laughs> Banderas is Spanish and. Lou Diamond Phillips was the one that I was like, because he played Richie Valens uh, uh, in La Bamba. That's a movie mm-hmm. that I definitely grew up on as well. And I was like, oh yeah, he, but I think you're right. I think he might be Native American. So I'm going to choose what John just chose. I'm going to say zero as well. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> We're both choosing zero, it sounds like. And you're both correct. None of them All are right. actually American. Thank you, John. Thank you. Yeah, so I, <laughs> great question. What a great question. John is the only reason that I, I definitely would have chosen one or two if it weren't for John. <laughs> so I think, yeah, Al Pacino was probably pretty glaring. Um, yes, Antonio Banderas, he's, he's Spanish. Uh, and that's another thing that we talk about on the podcast because a lot of people don't um, differentiate between uh, like Spain and Portugal and uh, Latin American um, countries. Uh, Mm -hmm. Natalie Wood, yes, very famously was cast as a Puerto Rican woman in, in brown face in 1961's West Side Story. Uh, and yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips is kind of the red herring because he, yeah, he actually, he is Native American and he's Filipino. And one of the things that we talk about quite a bit is, uh, kind of the Hollywood's history of the interchangeable minority. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like as long as your, your skin's a certain color, you know, they'll, they'll slot you into to anything. doesn't matter like where they're supposed to be from. Um, and also to the, the fact that in a lot of those cases, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of slotted into playing like maybe an Iranian terrorist or like a member of a Colombian drug cartel. And you don't really get a lot more options than that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because the big roles, the big Latin American roles are given to uh, people that maybe aren't of that heritage. So, um, but yeah, we, we give Lou Diamond Phillips a pass, like in, in, you know, um, <laughs> one, two, one of the things we also talk about is the fact that, uh, the Philippines has a lot of shared history of colonial, uh, colon- colonization with Latin yeah. America. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, these, you know, again, these, a lot of these th- things aren't really talked about, or at least didn't used to be talked about. And, you know, um, in recent years, we've moved away from that and been given greater greater opportunity for like real representation um in these in these movies so yeah i mean and yeah. i can i probably could have figured out that banderas was spanish but it was actually reading the john Leguizamo art oh, that, that reminded nice. me <laughs> so you can thank him kevin it's funny because <laughs> our, our rule of thumb on this podcast is that we don't do any research once we know we're doing the episode right right but mm-hmm. like i i've been listening to your podcast as a fan of your podcast ron nice, and john yeah. read that article because it was interesting so we ha- this is part of our uh, our uh, built-in knowledge base and yeah uh, to, to your point ron about this question is like it's not that we are going to look back on these films from whatever decade 70s 80s 90s even and mm-hmm. just say that everything they did was okay for this kind of representation. But there is a built-in sort of like the times were different and pe- this wasn't something that people yeah. were right. calling attention to. And and we and it's sort of like why history is so important because we learn through this. And now today, look, if you mm-hmm. hired someone to play Richie Valens, who was a, a white dude, it, 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 right. you know, it would not fly. It would, it would not be a successful movie as a result. But uh, I think that's a great question, an important question, and a, and, a, and yeah. always great to be thinking about representation. So, and we both got it right. So two two for three for me, one for yeah, uh, no, job. is that right? Two for three for me, yeah. one for three for John. Yeah, here we go. Moving forward, here we go. All right. So this one was was touched on a little bit previously. Uh, got another true false question. So three Latin American women have won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Two of them won for playing the same role. Oh wow! True or false? See, so this is this is where I played spoiler a little bit. Now I don't I don't think I revealed the answer, but I know that this was mentioned in your podcast. But the, for me to actually have retained exactly what was said, uh, that's a, that would be a miracle. So <laughs> I so I do not know the answer to this. The caveat to this question being that, okay, first of all, did have three Latin American women won Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress? That that could be false in and of itself, right? If we're assuming that's true, could be two of them won for playing the same role. So my guess would be that role would probably be Maria from West Side Story. Um, well, Maria's not a supporting actress; that's a main role. Oh, is it? I guess I don't. I guess I don't know this for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Maria's one of the main characters. Um, oh, so that changes the game, one. right? Yeah, so it would be one of the the non main characters. Yeah, yeah. See, and and it's I've never seen West Side Story. Full disclosure. I I maybe in high school I saw a musical uh, version of it in high school, but I don't. All right. So so I don't have a lot of ground to stand on. I love that this question is very. This question is super interesting, regardless of what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think, John? I'm hogging the mic here. I I have no idea. Okay. I I mean I I I occasionally will pay attention to, to like the Oscars and stuff, but in general I don't. So I, I mean, I can't even tell you who won last year for best movie. I mean, I bet Ron can. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it's not something that I'm going to enjoy, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care if it's the best movie or not. But 
I remember what, oh no, I don't remember what one, but I do remember I watched um, one of the ones, uh, House of the Dog. I remember that was nominated. And after watching the Oscars mm -hmm. with my sister, I watched that movie. I could not get into it. If mm -hmm. anyone saw that, was it was that the right? Pow power of the Dog? Power, the Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. It, look, it was very, it was, oh, yeah. it, it was somewhat spoiler alert, but it, it has to do with the idea of being a gay man in a, in a culture where that doesn't exist within cowboy culture, more or less, right? Western culture. Mm -hmm. I'm very much going on a side tangent here, but I was <laughs> I was kind of bored out of my mind the entire movie. I was like, okay, I'm I'm I love that there's there's this compelling storyline, but let's get to it. It's it's definitely a slow burn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow burn. Anyways, that is not the question we're dealing with. Um, <laughs> John, do you are you leaning one way or the other? I'm not. Okay, I am. I'm gonna. What about you? I'm going to say true because it's such a it's such an interesting sounding fact that I want it to be true. So I'm going to choose true. What do you got, I'm John? I'm just going to go with false because the other true false was true. Okay. All right. Going opposite. Locked in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that one is also true. Oh, yeah. Uh, John, you had a chance to catch <laughs> up. I like, I like that you went. I like that you took a bit of a strategy, too, in trying to catch up, but it ended up putting more ground between us, huh? So, all right. So let's hear about this. Yeah. So Kev, you you did mention that Lu, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, um, she also won for Best Supporting Actress uh, for Twelve Years a Slave. But the um, the role that I'm referring to is West Side Story, the role of Anita. Anita uh, in 1961, Rita Moreno won Best Supporting Actress, and 60 years later, uh, Ariana DeBose won for the same role at last year's Oscars. That's so, what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Latin American representation, the acting court categories, the Oscars, uh, Puerto Rican uh, Jose Ferrer was the first uh, Latin American actor to win in 1950 for Cyrano de Bergerac. And uh, Anthony Quinn, who's uh, actually a Mexican actor, has won twice. And Benito del Toro has also won. So we do have a, a, a bit of representation at the Academy Awards. Yeah. And, and hopefully that will, hopefully that's something that will grow. I mean, I think, I think in general, people are tired of, uh, kind of a whitewashed world. Yeah. I think, I think people want to see more representation and, um, but it's good to hear that there is a history. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Last question. All um, right. It's one, one more about the Oscars. Um, I just, I keep bringing it up because it's, you know, people are familiar with the Academy Awards. Yeah. So which Latin American country has the most wins in the best international feature film category. A, Argentina, B, Brazil, C, Chile, or D, Mexico. Woo! You have any knowledge on this, John? Just out of curiosity? <laughs> None. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do either. I'm trying to think what I know about this. So I'm going to read the four countries again. Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Mexico. Which Latin American country has the most wins in best international feature film at the Academy Awards. You know, the, uh, Brazil jumps out just because when, when I think of Brazil uh, compared to South American countries, I, this may be just totally a, uh, this may be totally false, but there's a certain like, oh, Brazil has, is quote unquote, more developed than some other countries. But that may just be because they just had a big Olympics and that that's not true at all. I kind of want to choose, and Mexico obviously being uh, so close in proximity to the United States makes me think, oh, maybe Mexico has a, a large representation. But I kind of want to choose either Argentina or Chile just for just because of what I just said, just because in some sense there's an underdog aspect to it. 
I think I'm going to choose Argentina for no real valid reason uh, other than the ramblings that I just presented. I think I'm just going to go with Mexico because I I know that, you know, there's, there's a lot of art and, and stuff that comes from Mexico. You know, they are a very artistic country in general. So I'm just going to go with Mexico. Okay. I got Argentina. John's got Mexico. How do we do? Argentina is the correct answer. Wow. I, you know what, John, I'm sorry. I'm half Mexican. So it was just meant to be that I, that I was going to kill it on this, on this quiz. That's no, just, you, you're his cousin-in-law. That's is, is it the cousin-in-law connection? It's not the Mexican connection. You had an advantage. <laughs> Mexico does have the most nominations. Mexico has nine nominations, but uh, they only have one win. Argentina okay. has seven nominations, but with uh, two wins. 1985's The Official Story and 2009's The Secret in Their Eyes. Wow. What, what, do you have any idea what the official story was about? Uh, no, it's on my watch list. All of the movies are on our, our, our pool list for what we might cover on the, on the show. But um, yeah, can't, haven't gotten to, gotten to all of them yet. There's almost a certain degree where you feel almost m- maybe obligated. Like, okay, well, these are international winners and they come from Latin American countries. We probably mm-hmm. should we should, probably should include these on our on our podcast. Yeah. Um, we we also try to bounce around too. Like we did, um, we were very heavy on Mexico the first few episodes just because like they were popular movies. Um, yeah. And then we started to branch out more, but we've covered like three Argentinian films already. So, you know, we try and, um, we try and bounce around to the different countries and, and showcase stuff from different places. Well, and here, here's what I'll say too about, about why I think A, just Latin American films in general are so important, but B, why I will continue to promote your podcast, Ron, and what, what, what you're doing, because I did not know anything about like the story behind Argentina 1985, which is the, the violence of the dictatorship that existed there. And basically it's, it's a, it's the story Mm -hmm. of the trial of these leaders of a, a violent military dictator, like genocide essentially and they're being held held mm-hmm. on trial and i had no knowledge of that whatsoever so you know yeah you, you know your podcast opened the door for that for me to watch this movie so however you get the information that's up to you i'm i'm supporting my my cousin-in-law's podcast but <laughs> i think that is why these these films are so important because i do think in us being american we have not been privy to a lot of especially South American history, you, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll include mm-hmm. Mexico, Central, any Latin American history uh, is very foreign to me. And I, I would guess that I'm not alone in that. So uh, it's, it's great to have that, those doors opened. Yeah, very much so. Um, man, Ron, you've done an awesome job for us, by the way. Like, it's funny because I'm not surprised by this at all, mm-hmm. but <laughs> part of the reason that, that this podcast is so fun for John and I to do is that we get to make these quizzes and I have a lot of fun putting questions together and I can see that you like, I'm not surprised at all that you put together questions that were very fun and, and thought provoking. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you for coming on with us. What can we, uh, what, what should we look forward to with real Latinos? What, what is something that you want to plug or promote that's going on in your world? So yeah, I mean, uh, the next episode we're covering, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which just came out a couple of days ago. Um, as soon as I get off with you guys, I'm going to go hop on with with my guys and record that. So uh, we're also going to be covering um, uh, Andor on on Disney oh, cool. Plus once uh, once it wraps up in a couple of weeks. We're going to be uh, Guillermo del Toro has a, a new Pinocchio movie coming out in December that we're going to be covering. Yes. So um, if yes. any of those interest you. Yeah, hop in and listen to those and then maybe check out some of the other some of the other movies that uh that aren't quite as as well known. 
So, and, uh, and yeah, uh, we're available on pretty much any podcasting app and you can follow us on Instagram and, and Twitter, uh, at real Latinos, R E E L L A T I N O S. And we'd be happy to have you and hear what you have to say. Yeah. Thank, thank you a lot, Ron. So yeah, yeah. you've been, you've been awesome. There are enough episodes of, of your podcast already that if, if you need sort of, um, a bridge to get you in, you know, Coco is literally the first episode and that's a, that's, and then, and then you can dig into the, the stuff that maybe you wouldn't be on your radar normally. So, um, I'm excited to keep listening, Ron, and keep supporting what you're doing. And thank you, by the way, just for being, I know you listen to our podcast and you've been such a great support to us <laughs> yeah, from, really from day one. So, uh, so thank you for that. That means a lot. Ron Jimenez, you are, uh, you are, uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar and, and maybe we'll have you back to talk comic books because you, you are probably more well-versed in that than anyone <laughs> that I know on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. Adios. It's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last they don't know they're mars and venus that's why it's the lack of genius podcast and, and you didn't cry during argentina 1985 kevin right